1: You're listening
2: to Satellite Sisters. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Leon Dolan here in Los Angeles. I'm a writer and producer, and I'm dry today. We've had some big rain, but I'm all dry here in the studios.
1: I'm Liz Dolan. I'm also here in Los Angeles, and uh, I'm the middle sister. And yesterday I did something I thought I would never, ever do in my whole life, Sisters. What is that? I, I put my dog in a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe I'm the kind of person
0: that puts their dog I in a raincoat? I bet your, like, faux Scotty dog would look cute in a raincoat. oh uh, door, a uh, bow. He looks, <laughs> what, did it have some plaid on it, Liz? A
1: neighbor gave it to me, Julie, because her dog died. And oh. it's like a Burberry raincoat. Oh, so he looks yeah, like, I was
0: going to say, Burberry would be the way to go yeah. for uh, Inspector uh, Hooper. Hooper, that's what
1: he looks like. <laughs> anyway, I'm that person now. I put my dog <laughs> in a raincoat. Say
0: no more, Julie. Okay, well, I'm Julie Dolan, I'm the oldest sister, and I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I just, I put my shirt on inside out this morning, and you know what I said to myself, sisters? I said, I can do better than that. (laughs) So that's the inspiration I'd like to start the show with. I I thought you were going to say, I work in a closet. No problem. (laughs) No, I just said, I can do better than that. The wearing my shirt inside out. Good goal
1: setting. Yay. quite
0: quite a pep talk. (laughs) That's what we bill ourselves as.
2: Pep talk for modern women. Thanks, Joel. Thanks for that reminder. Uh, All right. Today on the show, we have a lot to talk about. As always, we're going to hear more about Julie and Liz's exciting trip to Patagonia. And in fact, I think they branded the mission. I don't oh know. Oh, yeah. Julie you...
1: and I haven't finished that discussion, but oh. she pitched me some concepts. So, Leah and you can weigh in. All right.
2: Fantastic. Uh, I listened to a, uh, a tough listen, but a wonderful podcast called Believe. About the Larry Nassar case, mm-hmm. that very disturbing case of multiple cases of abuse, uh, I'm going to tell you about that. We have a bitter With the
0: U.S. gymnastics team, yes, yes and yeah.
2: many other many other young girls. Oh. Uh, uh, we have a bitter Business Bureau because we. Yes.
0: It's you been know. a while, but we're still bitter. <laughs>
2: yep, yeah, we got that. Julie's br- bringing us some Tuesday trends. Julie, we can't yeah. wait to hear yeah, that. Yeah, why
0: don't men wear coats? What's up with that <laughs> in the winter? A lot of us are experiencing snowy, cold weather. You see guys out there and like sneakers and yeah. shorts. What's that about? We're going to talk about it. Right. We have an Entertaining Sisters. And Julie, I don't
2: know if you know the secret, but Liz sent me an astonishing text last week. Just a really that was strong, a good one, huh? really strong celebrity sighting, which yes. is part of Entertaining oh.
0: Sisters. Oh, I oh. love those. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even bother to send them to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: know why. I can put you on that list. It's normally Leanne and Sheila. Because they're here in L.A. It's part of the L.A. lifestyle Yeah, where we just text each other about celebrities. But, Jewel, easy to add you in. No problem. Okay. This was top-notch.
2: Right. And then we're going to do something we have never done on Satellite Sisters before. Julie and I have an NFL bet.
1: Yes, <laughs> sisters. <laughs> That's
0: Rams, right.
2: Rams versus Saints next <laughs> who week. That? Who dad Who Dad, you're going to say is going to win? <laughs> so we're going to do that. But first, Jewel, you wanted to give a small tribute to... Carol Carol
0: Channing had passed away at the great age of 97. I saw Carol Channing in Hello, Dolly. It must have been a revival of a revival of a revival. (laughs) I don't know. But I have a very distinct memory of seeing her. What a spectacular Broadway star she was. What a a spectacular Broadway career, movie career she had. She brought so much joy to so many people. So rest in peace, Carol. You you did very fine work. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she was in Hello, Dolly 5, thousand performances
0: I I mean that's so we so I must so I definitely saw her I I was trying to pinpoint the year and I have no idea but (laughs) but it was definitely on Broadway you saw a Broadway revival on Broadway yes Carol Channing. yes but it was a revival like it was she was coming back for she was already uh at the time you know I think I'm sure I was a teenager I thought she was quite old (laughs) I'm sure sure she was like 40 you know (laughs) Right, lived to be ninety-seven,
2: and yeah. Good, yeah, very, very uh, yeah. Uh, so yes, Carol Channing. Thanks, Julie. That's I didn't know you had seen her on Broadway. That's yeah, a good one. That's yeah. I feel good. very
0: special. Good to yes. have in
2: your back pocket. All right, I wanted to do a follow-up, just a short follow-up to the two two stories I did last week. Mm-hmm. First of all, my son Brooks went on his first business trip. Oh yeah, I I can report that it was a complete success. Yay. Yes, he, good, he managed Liam. to get good for him to, to all three cities with his lithium battery batteries and his coat and his gear. All of his equipment. All of his equipment. He got to all three cities, came back, said it was great. Could not believe, could not believe that not only did they pay for his food, (laughs) they... That's they also so gave him a per diem because that's how it works in the yeah. in the film business. Is you get a per diem, but then they usually end up paying for your food anyway. So I don't really know how the shooting went. I just can tell you the hotels and the food. He just
0: he couldn't stop
2: talking about it. He's like this. It's, that's it's so nice. A
0: nice fresh young blood. Yeah. heading off on business trips, still thrilled by you know hotel rooms, <laughs> and food and free drink,
1: food. free food. <laughs>
0: So, and they booked him for the
2: next leg of the tour uh, of the shoot. So he'll be going to Seattle and
0: Dallas. Uh, so that's, nice. so
2: Julie, you don't have to have him over for dinner because he's on a
0: business trip. So he's going to bring the food. <laughs> I'm sure he would love his aunt to show up at his works workplace. Hi. Like, yeah, do it, yeah. do it, Julie. Bring, maybe I can bring him some cookies or
2: something. <laughs> what do you think? So, yeah. So, and then in true business travel fashion, he texted me last night I am sick as a dog. Could you bring me soup? So oh, he sure. got completely yeah. sick on his three city tour. Yeah. Right. So, so I said, "Well, get some hand sanitizer." Welcome to airborne.
0: That's the next thing he needs. I to know. Add to I'm his gonna, travel list. Yes. I'm going to
2: get him some of that actually. And then, secondly, I told you I was doing a speech. Uh, mm. last week I did not forget to go to the speech so okay, that first concerned. of all check good. and second it was 100 women the whole point of this club is purely a social club was to make new friends which I like so yeah. it was oh. sort of preaching to the choir when yeah. you're like <laughs> talking about a book you wrote about friendship to a group whose entire mission is to make new friends I was a winner I was they're a hit they're eating it up yeah Good. So I get there. I schlep the books in. I have the lunch. I talk to everybody. I do the speech. I sign. I talk to more people. I'm leaving at two o'clock. I'm in South Orange County. It, for those of you, that, that's it, like
0: that. You might as well be in Wisconsin. Yes, I, you know.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Julie. And I have the window. Like if I get out of there at two, I'm going to miss rush hour traffic. Yeah. Like, but I have to make the move. But. A lovely woman who has a walker waiting out in the parking lot flags me down. It's Marilyn, Liz. She was at the speech, but Uh she didn't have her hearing aid in. Oh. So she said, what did you say?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that
0: slowed you down. (laughs) And so what did you say?
2: You know, doing all the recaps over there at Satellite Sisters Talk TV, I had to recap myself, Liz. (laughs) You know, but... That's and, a skill. But you know she she enjoyed it. It was like she was hearing it for the first time cuz she was hearing it for the first time. She's like, "Wait, you wrote a book?" I was like, "Yeah, Marilyn, let's start there." She she's had a tough year. She's 90.
1: Wow. Uh-huh. She, you know,
2: she broke her hip. Oh, she yeah. She had to sell the condo, get rid oh, of 60 dear. years worth of stuff.
1: Okay, she, so you're she, in rush hour she, traffic she, now. <laughs> if you're covering that much material yep. with Marilyn oh, yeah. at the valet Parker, yep. you missed mm-hmm. your window. Yeah,
2: I missed the window, Liz, but her daughter's in Los Angeles. Her son, the doctor, is in Northern California. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's just been a hard year for her, and it has been. It's, yes. lo-
0: it's tough to— But she made it to the luncheon, She made land? it to the luncheon, she... she Was she driving, Liam? No. no.
2: Okay. Uh, here's why, okay. Julie, because she missed— driver's license test last spring when she broke her hip, but she's having it again next week. But so she had the driver from the new assisted living place, even though it was out of his territory driver. She doesn't really like the new assisted living place (laughs)
0: because... I mean, why? Why would you? Why would you?
2: So, yeah. So she may be back behind the wheel soon. But all I know Watch is out, South, South Orange County. <laughs> all I know is it took me two hours to get home from the speech, but it was well worth it. It was well worth yep. it. So mm-hmm. I made a new friend in okay. Maryland. Yes, at she the did. speech. You're so. never
0: too old to make new friends, Leanne. No, no you're not that at
2: Satellite Sisters. And yes. I said it in the speech, Julie. And I said it to Maryland. That's what I said. So there you have <laughs> it. Oh,
0: twice. You said it twice. <laughs> Okay, Leon. while well, you were in South Orange County making friends. Liz and Leon Liz and I <laughs> yeah. Leanne, were uh are very busy on our Patagonia mm-hmm. As we announced we are making an epic uh trip. To Argentina, uh-huh. we are going to see the peaks in Patagonia. That's, mm-hmm. and we're going hiking. So with TikTok, we are down to the final weeks before our departure. So I am now in this is the prep that I did this week. First of all, Uh, I took my grandchildren, my husband and I took our our grandchildren out to an Argentine restaurant. I felt like this was important. I had, you know, we really wanted to get into a spirit of it. We saw this big billboard in Dallas that there was some new Argentine restaurant. We're like, sign us up. We're going. And so we took uh, the three that live here. Uh, Their parents were out on a date. So we were babysitting. So we're like, okay, we're going to the Argentine restaurant. And here's what I know about Argentine food now. You get giant plates of beef. Mm -hmm. That is it, you know, yeah, which was was met with a lot of enthusiasm by my grandchildren. But what they really loved more, especially the five-year-old, was the giant steak knives that this Argentine (laughs) restaurant gave you. I mean, they were, you could butcher like, (laughs) you know, animals with the the equipment that they provided at the uh, table. But we had a fantastic dinner. And so I've familiarized myself with some of the, you know, some of the food, you know, Mm -hmm. some various things. So I feel like that's a good orientation. Uh, We we have upped our mileage, Liz, Uh, my husband and I, Mm -hmm. uh, we walked... We did uh, five miles on Saturday and six miles on Sunday. The poor puppy dog is exhausted. The the new dog who's coming along on these... These Like, they're not really hikes because we don't have any hills here in, in <laughs> Dallas, but these long walks. The puppy dog's like, what did I sign up for? What are these crazy <laughs> people? I wanted a nice, mature couple. And what, what am I getting? I mean, the dog uh-huh. is exhausted. Okay. I ended up, Liz, buying more stuff. I, I mean, you know, we have a limited baggage space that we're allowed to bring on this yeah. trip. And, Leon, it's a trip where you do a bag in a bag where you have to bring a small duffel bag oh. and transfer some of your stuff to the small duffel bag for three days, and then you're reunited with your midsize bag <laughs> later on. Yeah. So it's very confusing, but it is not stopping me from buying, like, I don't know, more layers. I bought a gator. I bought a more technical pack. You know, Uh I just, I don't know. Uh, My bedroom
1: floor, this is the staging area. It looks like I'm planning a winter trek to Antarctica, not a summer hike in Argentina. I have it all laid out. And then, and then you start putting in multiples of things, things you never even wear once in a week. Now all of a sudden you're bringing four of them. For instance, hats. You may have seen in the Satellite Sisters Instagram feed over the weekend, I posted the picture of my new Wallaroo hat, which is to protect me from the sun. But then I do have three other hats in the pile. Because Julie said I need a fleece hat because it gets really cold there. So yeah. I've got the Wallaroo, I've got the winter fleece hat, and then I've got uh-huh. my Operation Sea Turtle hat. And, uh-huh. of course, I have my Satellite Sisters baseball cap. Wow, so It's a lot of, a lot of hats. I probably don't need four hats, <laughs> but which one of those four are you going to give up? I just... You better take all four. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you're going to
0: put in the, ba- in the smaller duffel bag. That is going to be – we're okay. going to be – Really freaked out about that. I don't know how you're going to get your 12 pair of uh, hiking socks, uh, socks in there. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So that's so, your prep. You're good. Yeah. Uh, well, and I made some uh, key decisions. I- I'm just going to be dirty. Uh, that's. Uh, I'm not bringing that many hiking pants. So uh-huh. that's. I'm just. I'm going dirty. Uh, I've uh, jettisoned the bug repellent because, again, my husband and I did some research. It's going to be very windy there. We don't think the bugs. We think it's going to be too windy for mosquitoes. <laughs> okay. So, Okay. Famous last words. They told words. us no. They told us not to bring. They told us to bring earplugs. I'm not bringing them. I, I I can barely hear anyway, so I I think I'll be all right. <laughs> and I've elevated my footwear. I am bringing my Rothy's like uh, Oh, that's good. The mm-hmm. Because they are going to be my transition shoe. They can uh they can substitute as my flip flops, and I can wear them as my city shoe. Mm-hmm. So there that's you have. That's
1: true. Because we have a day on either end of Buenos Aires, yep. so you can't yep. be wearing your hiking boots around. Yep a glamorous capital city. But
0: I'm not walking around with you if that's what you're wearing. No,
1: me (laughs) neither. Okay, so my prep. um, Yeah, the hiking pants. Thank you, everyone who posted uh, advice about the hiking pants. It's true. This whole hiking pants for women industry needs to be disrupted. (laughs) Can I use that word?
0: Liz, I'm totally with you. And we didn't even talk last week about how most of the hiking pants are low-rise hiking pants, Leanne. I mean, they're for like... (laughs) 18-year-olds. Yeah. I mean, who wants a low-rise hiking pant, no, right? No, it's why I don't hike, the pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, I wanted to report on one key fact. For Many of you posted useful tips in the uh, Satellite Sisters Facebook group. By the way, many of you have already been to Patagonia, which just mm-hmm. is amazing to me. But you were concerned about high-altitude training. Here's the thing about Patagonia. It itself is not at a high altitude. Like, the highest peaks in the world outside of Asia are the Andes in Latin America. So you have, like, the 22,000 feet peaks there in right. the Andes. We are not climbing to the top of any peaks. Or, well, okay. Or, or, <laughs> no, okay I'm just speaking for myself. Me, no. Uh, but the, the town of El Calafate, which is where this whole adventure begins, that's only at 653 feet. You know, in some of these other towns, El Chaten, it's 1,300 feet. So unless I'm reading meters for feet or something, (laughs) I think we're going to be okay. It still will be strenuous, but it won't be strenuous at high altitude. Now, if any of you who have been there would like to correct me, by all means, because Rebecca has been to Chile and Patagonia because, you know, Mm -hmm. this region crosses across Argentina and Chile. And her number one tip, the rain gear is key, Julie. So make sure you get that in the small duffel. Oh, yeah,
0: you know. I've Uh, I've, I've been wearing it around here in Dallas, so it's ready to go. Yeah. So Lori just went last year with her husband.
1: Uh, She posted a super cute picture of she and her husband at the Perito Moreno Glacier, which I believe we're hitting up at some point. Mm -hmm. Her number one tip is most of the ATMs are out of money. so That was a good tip. So if you think you need cash, bring it along. Um, Elizabeth, now this is insane to me. She was driving in the mountains between Chile and Argentina, like over the holidays, listening to the Safe for Work episode where, Leanne, it's you talking about me. Oh, wow. she's in the very place where we are going, listening to us talk about ourselves. So thank you for that, Elizabeth. (laughs) Mendoza, Argentina, that's kind of the wine area. I'd Mm -hmm. like to go there next time. And then (laughs) Anne, Anne said, if you think you've packed enough socks, think again. Because...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, I read Anne's comment. Her her
1: husband uh, is a scout leader or something. So there's a lot going on. Anyway, so... OK, there's that. So what else? does So no high altitude, hiking pants. Uh, OK, modifying hotel. I, I ran into some alarming questions at the Americans' lack of geographic knowledge. Now, maybe because I worked at National Geographic for many years, I picked up a few things. But I had to call American Express Travel because... My friend Judy, we're going to be sharing rooms when we're in El Calafate. And I just wanted to – I hadn't reserved that. I had reserved just a single room. So I wanted to make sure I was getting a double room. Had to work that through American Express. You know how sometimes you have those calls where they just keep asking you the same information over and over again? Mm -hmm. Your mother's birthday. So I went through all of that. (laughs) I went went through all of that on Sunday. And then at the end of the call, they said, "Okay, we can't do this because the reservations desk at your actual hotel is closed. It's the weekends. So mm, that's alarming. But Mm -hmm. then uh, she said, but this is um, uh, this is I said, well, what time should I call tomorrow? So they're open. She said, well, you're going to South Carolina. So that's the East. (laughs) I'm like, no. (laughs) okay. so on Sunday, they think I'm going to South Carolina. Then on Monday, I go through the whole rigmarole again. And she said, where is, where is this hotel? And I told her. And she actually, a woman at American Express Travel actually said this sentence. So is that Argentina, France? What is that? I was like, so you try to be nice, but I'm like, no, Argentina is its own country. You should not have to say that to travel people, right? Am I wrong? I, I think, I'm now I think Googling right
2: Argentina, France because there probably perhaps is some it's...
1: like Argento or something that <laughs> came up. I, I don't know. I said, no, I'm going to Argentina, Argentina, not, not Argentina, France. Anyway, we got it all worked out. So it's fine. And then That's the fine. only thing
2: that comes up when I Google Argentina, France is France versus Argentina in the World's Cup. <laughs> yes. So
1: that's I, I yeah That's a whole different situation. So then uh, the last thing is we mentioned last week that we are going to be covering our whole trip uh, on Instagram. So the Satellite Sisters Instagram. Make sure that you're, you know, following us on Instagram. We're going to use the hashtag Sat Sisters Travel. So I'll put Uh this in the show notes. But Sat Sisters Travel, anything we post is going to use that hashtag. But then Julie has been pitching various branding concepts Mm -hmm. for the actual trip. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I was awakened early, early
0: this morning with a text from Julie. Well, it wasn't real, uh, Liz. I, it was at seven o'clock Central Time, so yes. it was a little early. But I figured you'd have your phone off. Uh, she does not. I mean, not. And I had these fresh ideas, Liz. Yes. I just wanted to get them to you as soon as I could.
1: Okay, I'm not complaining. It was a a delight to be awakened at five o two a.m. <laughs> with uh, the There's some good ideas here. There's one is my favorite. So, uh, uh, Patagonia a go go. Oh, that's cute. That's the one I I liked. Yeah. Yeah. Go Patagonia. Yeah. And Operation Peak Peeping, which is just too hard to say. I know it's only a hashtag. So I think we should go with hashtag Patagonia a go-go. I do too.
0: Okay. That was my number one pick.
2: two A's at the end? Oh, yeah. It's tricky to spell. I I think just for simplicity,
1: maybe go Patagonia. But I'm just saying Patagonia
2: a go-go is cute. It's your call. It's your call.
1: Maybe Go Patagonia 2019? I like it.
0: Okay. All Sorry, right. Jewel. I'm will... I, I
2: just thinking of the spelling the issue. The two A's in a okay. row. I'm still
0: going to call it Patagonia a go-go because <laughs> I thought that was pretty darn cute.
1: <laughs> anyway, we will post whatever. Uh, we will let you know what, what hashtag. But mainly follow Sat Sisters Travel. And by the way, that hashtag, any photos you ever want to post in your own Instagram and use the hashtag sat sisters travel. We love seeing where right. you are, like right. like Beckett Graham from the History Chicks. Yeah, Did you see that she was at Versailles. This week? I know all these great, great in. yes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Versailles>. <laughs> anyway. So, there you go. So, that's our uh, that's the plan for, for Patagonia. Fantastic, sounds good. Liz and
2: Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have OSEA support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we. <laughs>
1: I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true.
2: That is absolutely true. Okay. That moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win win win. Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus
1: get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Okay, so here we are, sisters. Sadly, I have to announce the end of an era for something that was very important in our formative lives, and that is the sad news that on uh, early Sunday morning of this past weekend, the Shakespeare Theater in Stratford, Connecticut, burned to the ground. Did you see that on TV, shocking. Julie? It's so really shocking. shocking. Yeah. So for us, we grew up in like two towns away. This was the land of school field trips. This was this was our introduction, probably to live theater of any kind, but certainly our introduction to Shakespeare. I remember seeing *A mid, Midsummer's Night Dream* there. I remember seeing, which was fun. I remember seeing *King Lear* then, which kind of hit me going when you're when you're a kid. But it was Twelfth just, Night. Yeah, Went to see
0: Twelfth Night there. I've All seen th- *Macbeth*, *Henry the Yeah, I mean, I've seen I, I I saw a lot of plays there. yeah, yeah
1: it was pretty amazing. And it was started in 1955. Okay, we were not born yet. Oh, Julie was
0: born. But... <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, Liz. Always like to be reminded. That's off. But it was started
1: by people in the theater community because that part of Fairfield County is really just an hour outside of New York City. There were always a lot of theater people around in Westport and Fairfield and Stratford. And New Haven. The mm-hmm. New Haven
0: Longworth That's Theater right. up up the, up the road. Yeah.
1: That's right. So they they started the Shakespeare Theater and they got really good performers there. Katherine Hepburn performed there. Christopher Plummer. Christopher Walken. You know, many, many people that you would know from the Broadway stage would do these short stints at the Shakespeare Theater in Stratford. And we got dragged there in school buses every year, no matter what. Because
2: it was also built in the ground. It looked looked like the old Globe. Globe, yes. And it
0: was in Stratford. Connecticut. Get it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it burned to the ground on Sunday night. Apparently it had been unused for a while. I didn't realize that, that the the state had taken over the theater at one point when the original funder was a guy named Joseph Verner Reed. So he was a philanthropist who put up all the money for this thing. And he passed away. And then it sort of changed hands a few times. Anyway, it was sitting there empty. And now it burned to the ground. But It's sad, but for us to have had that kind of introduction to live theater and the language of Shakespeare and all kinds of things, which are our reach for younger kids, it was just amazingly memorable. So it was very sad to see that on the news.
2: That's one of the reminders, too, that Shakespeare it's meant to be seen. You know, yes. it's meant to be performed. It, it's, it's very hard to get into it's it sometimes. drudgery to read. Right, yes. Let's, let's just admit
0: it. Admit right. it
2: <laughs> right. Particularly, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that yeah. is early exposure yeah. to Shakespeare, which helps because eventually when you work your way up, you can figure it out and you've seen it and everything like that. So, yeah, I found that really sad. I was saying to Liz, uh, Jewel, I think we also <laughs> went to see that... Um, amidst the the uh the dickens. dickens
1: a christmas carol the christmas
2: carol there remember that the one ill fated that <laughs> one christmas eve mom thought that would be a fun family activity and it was like the worst thing we ever saw for six hours and we we mocked her for 20 years <laughs> for making
1: us go <laughs> it's a classic Memories. theatrical fiasco good, i think good time good time anyway that's sad All right,
2: Liz, I want to mention something that is uh, a tough listen, but I think really worthwhile. Uh, I went through this weekend the podcast Believed, which is produced by Michigan Public Radio producers Kate Wells and Lindsay Smith. And this is an eight part series on the Larry Nassar case. He's Mm -hmm. like the creep that molested All of those young athletes, both on the U.S. Olympic team and in and around his practice at Michigan State University and that town of Michigan. Over many, many years. Over many, many years, after many, many women and girls and mothers and doctors had reported him, he still managed to keep his practice and keep on going. So I saw that this was recommended by Deb McCall. She's a listener to Satellite Sisters, and she told us that her daughter, Morgan, who's been very vocal in the last Mm -hmm. year, was one of the survivors of Larry Nassar, and she said she had recommended it. And one of the things, I want to tell you three things I learned about it, because it's not an easy listen, um, but I, I just, I found it illuminating. Because I had, the big question I had after that case was, why did that guy... Like, was he the only doctor? I just couldn't understand why he continued to serve these organizations like the U.S. Gymnastics, the United Mm -hmm. States Olympic Committee. Like, couldn't they find anyone else? Mm -hmm. And what's extraordinary about this particular podcast is that they focus, first of all, it's Michigan Public Radio, so they focus on the Michigan piece of it. You don't hear a lot about the USA Gymnastics piece because that generally happened at other places. So they stick to the Michigan story. He still, you know, Mm -hmm. victimized hundreds of girls there locally. At Michigan State. Yeah, Yes, and in that community, because the girls were mainly 10, 11, 12. I know, when the abuse started. I know, I know. But what it clarified for me is that this guy, what a monster. Like, mm-hmm. just he was a master manipulator. And they dug up these two producers, Kate Wells and Lindsay Smith. They had been reporting on this for years, sort of the first uh, reporters in on the scene. They dug up police interview tapes from with Larry Nassar. Mm-hmm. And he would bring in PowerPoints and here's what my medical procedure is. And he would just overwhelm. The police, with his medical knowledge and his this and is that, and you can hear just everything in his voice now that you know who he is and we saw him in that courtroom in the mm-hmm. oil in the orange jumpsuit, that's not what he presented. It was like, I'm a doctor. Yes, I was at the Olympics. I was this. I was that. And so even when very credible witnesses came forward... They just couldn't build a case because he would just defuse it. Mm -hmm. And it was so manipulative. And to actually hear him talk... I was like, oh, now I get it. He just snowed everybody. Why they
1: deferred to him for all these years. It was
2: just this weird, bizarre veneer of medical information
0: that kept him protected. Mm -hmm. And the second thing. But it's surprising no other doctor, like, you know, stepped forward. But I guess that's. One of the
2: moms who stepped forward, they were a doctor. Mm -hmm. Yes, she was a doctor. She had gone to medical school with him. And the police couldn't make anything stick because this guy was so manipulative. And this is the second thing I learned. Having the imprimatur of these huge, powerful organizations, that is really hard to break through. You know, the U.S. Gymnastics, Michigan State University, the United States Olympic Committee, they all surrounded him. And time and time again, you hear in the tape with the survivors and with their parents or with their lawyers was We just couldn't do anything. He was Larry. He Mm -hmm. was, you know, he was the U.S. gymnastics team doctor. What were we going to say? We were powerless against these giant organizations. So that was a... so you know why him he managed to snow everybody that he was this brilliant doctor mm-hmm. and that these were you know techniques that were completely above board he had the imprimatur of these powerful organizations but the other thing you learn and which was the focus of this was the survivors voices is the power of being believed oh yes. my gosh yeah yeah some of those women had been building in, building their own cases for 16, 17 years. Like, they had come yeah. forward, their cases had been dismissed, and they didn't let it go. They were like, "We, I, someday I'm going to have my moment. And the day that all of that happened, when, you know, finally right. there was an officer at Michigan State, and finally there was backup evidence, and these women who had been in the shadows came forward and said, this is who I am, and this is what happened to me. The power of being believed, mm-hmm. is, which is hugely important. So... I can't recommend the documentary enough. Is it an easy listen? It is not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's eight episodes. They're about 20 to 30 minutes long. Obviously, there is language. There is, you know, real description of the sexual assault because it was important to hear, like, what had actually happened. But it does make you think about all those kind of big institutional cases. and yeah. How important it is for survivors to have a voice and to mm-hmm. keep on speaking up. So, thank you, thank Deb, you. for thank recommending and for yeah. mentioning that. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, we put a put a link to that in the show notes if you do want to listen or just even read more about it.
2: Right. Also, on that track, speaking of powerful men who have the imprimatur of organizations, it's our bitter, bitter business bureau. <laughs> freaking John Lasseter got another (laughs) giant job
0: that's a good that's a good title for him
1: (laughs) Uh, what I like is that Leanne in the notes that she did that we all share with each other about what we want to talk about this week Leanne just put welcome back creepy let John (laughs) Lasseter
0: Yes. I mean, how did that man get a job, Liam? OK, so if, if the name doesn't
2: ring a bell, he's the guy that like made all the brilliant Pixar movies. Yeah. OK. And last year. In, and then saved
1: Disney. And after then, he did that. Right. right.
2: So he's made every movie you love and then he saved the company. Well, Disney you love. But in the wake of the Me Too movement last year, very quietly, while other people were having much bigger sort of criminal investigations around them, Many, many accusations of lecherous behavior Mm -hmm. came forward at Pixar and he had to walk away. Like to the point where he was such a lech that other executives there, if there were young, uh, attractive females, they would say, you can't go into a meeting with him. You're going to be too distracting. Mm -hmm. Like that was just the baseline. Like don't even be in the room with him. So everybody knew that he was a creepy, gross guy, but he was a creative genius. Mm -hmm. So he stepped away for a year, and now he is going to be uh, the head of animation for Skydance Media. So, which is the company? Uh, it's owned by Larry Ellison's son.
1: Yeah, David Ellison yeah. owns this. It's interesting. Both of Larry Ellison's kids are in the movie business. Yeah, this is David Ellison. Yeah, but it's a private company. Yeah, right. So I think it's different. I don't think that he could get a job again at a big publicly traded company because the backlash would be so. But great. still, at
0: a even if you work for a private com- a company, you you know uh, employees at that company, if they you know if he continues the same behavior, of course. Uh, they're yeah. able to bring uh, charges suits, whatever against against the right. or against the employer. Yeah, well, Julie. not had
2: a, He's really thought deeply and hardly about it in yeah. the last year, Joel. He's had some oh. substantial conversations. Yes. He's
1: going to be good. Yeah. 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 That's a, in David Ellison's note to all the employees, he said, I've had substantive conversations. I just want to say, oh, yeah, I'm really glad you two are talking about this amongst yourselves. That's good. Hey, David Ellison, <laughs> have you had any substantive conversations with the women at Disney? Or maybe the women who work in your company? Or maybe some of the men care, too. Because they don't want to be working with a latch because guess what the the few men that behave like this really undermine the rest of the men who do not behave like this yeah. and understand it's really pretty unbelievable it it is
2: unbelievable it just says like with a creative person yeah you just allow a lot of terrible behavior cuz that's yeah. part of like who they are so it's one it's easy let's it's easy to replace an executive it is not easy to replace a creative genius. Yeah, and that's what all this is saying. Yeah. It's like you know you. But I to, think
0: it's fair to say we're watching him, right? <laughs> we're watching him. Not watching well, any, not any not movies, movies any though. Movies. So in the Woody yeah.
2: Allen school of boycott of one, John yes. Lasseter. Okay, you're he's on my going list. on the list. You're on my list, <laughs> John Lasseter. Okay.
0: okay, well you know it's Tuesday Tuesday, Trends. so yeah. I've got some. T- I've got some trends for you, sisters. Uh, and let's. And it's also cold. You know, most of the country is freezing cold. I know you're having rain in. Uh, in california but it's cold out there and i i wanted to ask your opinion of a, a trend that we you know that i, I see sweeping the uh, the nation is men wearing inappropriate clothes uh during the winter have you ever <laughs> have you seen this but i know you're in southern california yeah but have you been in you know like in new york philadelphia cold places chicago and men are walking around with no winter coat on. They're just mm-hmm. tromping around in the snow in their sneakers and a baseball hat. <laughs> what? And <laughs> is this is all like grown-up men, not like just Lee and no, son. No, not teenagers. Know. You know, because okay. teenagers—that's a whole nother thing. They yeah. don't. Yeah, they insist on that. You know, wearing shorts all year round. But this—these are grown men. You know, and so is it a macho thing, or did they just fail to look at the forecast and see that it's in the thirties or the twenties? Or are they contrarians mm-hmm. or maybe they have a different body temperature? I don't know. But um, <laughs> I think this it's is all of those
2: things. I think it's all of those things, Julie. All of those. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: also, I think when they it, talk to men who are just tromping around in shorts and a baseball hat uh, in, in the snow, a lot of them cite comfort and mm-hmm. habit, like if they're just used to wearing t-shirt and a shorts that's all they want to wear. And they feel all stiff and bundled up in a winter coat. So so Julie, you're not the only one investigating this that you have no, consulted? No, no, this some... is a trend. I, I saw the story in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> okay. uh, right. Men are doing this. They're out there like uh, inappropriately dressed. I think their mothers would say that. Perhaps their girlfriends, <laughs> their wives, their partners, whomever. You know. But they just... But when they talk to men, they just have the ha- you know they're they like to wear the same things, yeah. you know rain or okay. shine, hot but, or cold,
1: all right satellite misters if you if you'd like to share your thoughts on this, you know right, I mean, they're not the really rip- doing it. harm, yeah. maybe to
0: themselves and to their immune system but uh but it's just curious like. If you could have a winter coat on, why wouldn't you put one on, right? Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. I also
2: think men look handsome in coats. They have a lot of nice coat options. They should yeah. take advantage of it.
0: Right. Hey. You can yeah, you can wear whatever you want, right? A you nice overcoat. Be, um, yeah, a nice crisp. overcoat is
2: a great look.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. But that's what they want. Okay, second trend. This is coming to you from the Dallas Morning News. This was their design column. Big color. You know the color of the year is coral, and we've already talked mm-hmm. about that. But the Dallas Morning News is saying that the big color to paint your walls in your house is black, or really? onyx or charcoal, mm-hmm. or café noir, and that if you paint the walls of your of your interior, uh, you know, walls of your house, a nice black color, that's gonna be that's gonna create a cozy, enveloping ambiance. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be elegant. It's gonna be calm. It's gonna be cocoon like. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Would you paint your walls black?
2: I wouldn't, but I have been in black rooms, and they are kind of stunning. If it's done well, they're they're beautiful. I remember a friend, Daphne, painted her dining room, you know, twenty years ago, black. I was like, "What is this?" I mean, it just kind of stuns you. It looks
1: great. Yeah, that sort of small jewel box kind of room yeah. where you could do that. I would never do
2: it in California. You what? look like an idiot because, like, the whole <laughs> point of living here is the uh, natural right. light. Yeah, yeah, natural yeah, light. Natural light.
0: Okay. So, all right. Yeah. So I, I I say two thumbs down on uh, black, <laughs> but uh, but we'd like to hear from other people if they have successful, you know, black rooms, uh, black walls, and why they painted them that color. I would really like to know because okay. I, I don't get it. Okay. Third thing that I think everyone that I just don't understand the reaction to, I think it's the bit, one of the big trends this week, is why are we all obsessed with the Jeff, Bezos, MacKenzie Bezos divorce. Why is that why was that such a big news story? Mm-hmm. And then following that, if you take if you read the Sunday New York Times big coverage front page of the style section is the divorce of Libby and David Mugabe. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> Apparently they're big in the art world, but that was all over the, you know, that was as if that was some giant piece of news that we all had to know about and talk about. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I saw that story in the
1: times over the weekend. Julia was like, who are those people? Why, we, and it was big photos. It was a lot of attention paid to that. So mm-hmm. I did not I did not get beyond the headline. The Jeff yeah. Bezos, Mackenzie Bezos thing, it's, you know, they're just the stakes financially are so fascinatingly high. Like I can see, I'll read a paragraph into that story, but then I'm pretty much done with it. Oh, guess what? He was cheating her. That's not a real shocker. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. I don't know. It's Here,
2: I, I don't actually care about that. It never occurred to me to say the words, who is Jeff Bezos' wife? Like, I yeah. didn't care. Uh-huh. But then I read about her and I thought she's, I saw she's a novelist. Like you, Leanne. Yeah. Yes. 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 So that is the way to be a novelist. <laughs> I am glad that a novelist is going to get $70 billion. Okay, I that, think
0: that's just going to help That's her. a okay, win for it. our team. <laughs> yes. So uh-huh. Okay, you're win. on the Mackenzie Bezos team. A win for okay. our team. Okay. Yep. okay. All right. Well, I, I just, you know, I think they're, you know, these are their families involved, their children involved. Yes. Uh, You know, I mean, I know it's like a train wreck. gossip, and we're supposed to be interested. I just, I thought, thought the coverage has been way over the top mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. what I think.
2: All right, I would agree. All right, uh, stay tuned. We have more coming up, including uh, entertaining sisters, and then top ten coffee cities. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Don't forget our
0: NFL bet.
1: Our NFL bet. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, time for entertaining sisters. Is that where we are mm-hmm. now? Yeah. Yes. Now that I'm printing out our uh, outline, uh, like on both sides of the page, I just completely lose track. Of g- it are. is like, confusing. Okay, just turn it over.
0: All right. So, we're going to get some people with skills, Liz. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: Last week in Entertaining Sisters, oh, no, last week on my to-do list, I said that I was going to a screening of the movie First Man, which, Julie, you had recommended, even though you said about a third of it was so sickening you had to close your eyes. Right. Uh, But because it's like award season here in Southern California, they do special screenings of these movies and the director comes or the stars come, whatever. So I was going to a theater in my neighborhood because they were screening First Man, which I missed the first time around, and Damien Chazelle, who's like, can I just say... He's so disgustingly talented. Yeah. It is really unbelievable. <laughs> so Damien Chazelle was the director, and he did La La Land, and he did Whiplash. And those are three very different movies. And so, great movies. Yes. Yeah. So Damien Chazelle was going to be there, and Claire Foy was going to be there, because oh, she yeah. plays Neil Armstrong's wife. And so I was super excited about that. Well, then I get there, and what's, what's the first big announcement? What do I... Julie, you want to know what I texted Leon? It was... What? They just announced... Ryan Gosling is also here. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wow. Oh, yeah. So, that is major. Yeah, major. He plays Neil Armstrong in the movie, and yeah. so so they screened the movie. And I would describe—I really liked this movie a lot. Um, I did too. And I would describe it as the right stuff story, but without the macho vibe. You know, I loved the right stuff. Right. And it was all like the daring do. This is really kind of the dark, hard, personally very challenging side of being in these insanely primitive machines and doing something that was just crazy to even imagine. And it's very deep and very thoughtful, and much of it is about the relationship between Claire Foy and Ryan Gosling Mm -hmm. and like what she goes through in supporting Neil Armstrong in this. So anyway, I I recommend the movie, but even more, surprise, surprise, (laughs) Ryan Gosling is totally cute and charming. And he was so great. And you could see...
2: Do you think they didn't announce it beforehand because it would have been overrun?
1: Maybe, yeah. Right, that they
2: were just actually trying to fill the theater and then... Right. Right, okay. Yes,
1: because why did he just sign up at the last minute? Right. I I kind of got the feeling that he and Claire Foy have a really fun, great relationship. And then maybe Uh maybe he thought, well, as long as you're doing it, I'll come too. sort of supporting another cast member. And, you know, I had, he was just so smart and funny. All three of them I thought were delightful. And he's very good in the movie.
0: Yeah, it's a v- really internal, internal kind of movie. Yes, yes. The part I could watch. Uh, yes. the, the part, yeah, there's.
2: Liz, you know, we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs>
1: because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there?
2: See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about. It's personalization, Liz. For millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leon's. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Mm -hmm. Pro's isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And prose is spelled P-R-O-S-E, Pros.com slash sisters.
1: Thanks, Prose. And for and for both of them, it would be interesting to actually like look at the screenplay because Claire Foy doesn't really get to say that much, uh, mm-hmm. but her role is really key and really tough. Because, and a lot of it is body language and reactions and what is she really feeling when various things are happening to her family. So, so acting.
2: So the acting.
1: Super
0: acting. <laughs> like, yes. the like, Acting. Good, good point. Leah. Like doing things with her face. <laughs> yes. You know, Ooh, just not. <laughs> oh, this is some commentary. About
1: <laughs> anyway, so uh, like I was really glad I made the effort to go. And extra bonus, Ryan Gosling. And let's just say this. Ryan Gosling in person did not disappoint.
2: So there you go. Did people okay. scream when they announced that, or did they try to play a cool like Los Angeles? No, there
1: was definitely a like, <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah a a sort gasp. of gasping in the audience. Everybody whips out their phones, of course. Okay, as did I. Yeah, to text everyone you know <laughs> that hey, Ryan Gosling's going to be in this room <laughs> any minute now. So, so super fun.
0: Okay, two other uh, recommendations. If you're not hanging out with Ryan Gosling, if you're just lying around on your couch, two good inspirational articles. You don't even have to read a whole book to uh, be (laughs) inspired. The first was an op-ed that appeared in the Sunday New York Times called The Joy of Being a Woman in Her 70s by Mary Piper, who is writing a book on that topic, but it's delightful, it's totally, totally I think she's a, a solid satellite sister, whether she knows it or not, because it's many of the s- same themes that we talk about. But she said, "By here's what she writes, by the time we're in our 70s, we've had decades to develop resilience. Many of us have learned that happiness is a skill and a choice. We don't need to look at our horoscopes to know how our day will go. We know how to create a good day. How about that? Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very inspirational article. Uh, Thanks to Liz. It will be posted at at Mm SatelliteSisters.com. It's called The Joy of Being a Woman in Her 70s. Another article that I found inspirational because I'm always happy when cowgirls are in the news. (laughs) This as well was in the Sunday New York Times. And the title of the article is Reclaiming the Work of the West. Apparently, there's some kind of shift going on in the West, and as men leave ranches for less gritty work, more ranches in the West are being led by women. How great is that? And they're employing new technology. They have new ideas about ecology and the land. They have fabulous pictures of women working on the ranch, and that's another very inspiring and motivating article, whether, you know, to... To get in touch with your inner cowgirl. Well, Julie,
1: maybe once we come back from uh, Patagonia, go go, having ridden on the pampas and the estancias, we will be inspired. (laughs) Yes, I know. We're going to get some
0: gaucho pants, Liz, and we're going to no, no more,
1: no more apparel. The pants are already
0: such a giant problem. I hope you're
2: inspired to take some Spanish lessons. <laughs> okay. I've got a book for that, and We're all set. Don't worry. All right. This comes to us, Liz, from the people at Apartment Guide. Thank you, Apartment <laughs> oh, Guide. Wow. I love your pitches. It's, when it's they- amazing what comes into our
1: inbox. Amazing. Uh,
2: this one caught my eye, though. And I think this has broad interest to in the Satellite Sisterhood because one thing we all unite around is coffee. Coffee. And these are the top 10 coffee cities. Okay, based on coffee businesses per resident. So that's how they... So the highest
1: density coffee.
2: Highest density coffee. But presumably, if you have a lot of coffee, like, it's good coffee and people Uh love it and you're amongst your people, coffee lovers. (laughs) And because it came to us from Apartment Guide... They also handily give you the average month's rent. So oh, I think in that's because so you're yes. gonna be
0: spending all your money on coffee. You won't have time for an expensive apartment. Yeah.
2: Julie, that's not true. But okay. but that's okay. not what they're saying here. They're just they're not trying to make any correlation. They're just saying, they're just saying Oh, by the way, if you love coffee and you want to move to the city, how this is the rent. <laughs> and then there are a lot of coffee puns in the coffee, Julie. But anyway, number 10, I know we have listeners, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh yeah. Okay. Anna, okay. Yeah. They have uh they they have a lot of co- coffee shops in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And the average rent for a one bedroom apartment, thirteen hundred dollars.
1: Okay. Mm. That's right. doable.
2: Okay. Number nine, Everett, Washington. Oh. This is a suburb of Seattle. Okay. They are number nine on the list. The aver- it's much more affordable than Seattle Seattle average rent, thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. Oh. This one was a surprise to me. Pittsburgh PA. Oh. Big coffee town list. Yes. Yeah. Huge coffee. <laughs> You think of it as
1: like Steeltown.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> what the first line of the copy says. says Coffee uh, may be not the may not be the first thing you that comes to mind when you think of Steel City. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the cafe scene is growing.
0: It's buzzing. It's buzzing there. There's and, a lot of buzz about Pittsburgh across the board. Yeah. yeah right. I mean it's having it's experiencing a renaissance. Yeah.
2: And and it has very well, reasonable rent for the for this list, twelve hundred dollars yeah. uh, a month for a one bedroom. Oh, you know we love Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Big coffee oh, town. I knew yes. it
0: was gonna be on the list,
2: yes. Big coffee town and one bedroom rent about fifteen hundred dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Salt Lake City. That surprised me because I I I thought that Mormons (laughs) don't drink caffeine. But they have a lot of serious coffee cred, Liz. Who would have done that? And you can also live there for about $1,200 a month. This is no surprise to anyone. Portland, Oregon, number five on the list. In fact, it has been called by Travel and Leisure, America's best coffee city. Mm -hmm. Okay. The one bedroom rent in Portland is $1,550 a month now. When I first moved there, and I know it was 180 years ago, my, I had that little apartment that I loved in Northwest. It I was remember. $380 a month. That wow. nice one-bedroom. Yes. 380 And so, that
1: apartment was within walking distance of about 10 great coffee 10, shops. 10 coffee shops. <laughs>
0: all right. The city I think that, people in Portland maybe drink a little too much coffee. Yeah. Okay, that's just a personal opinion. Well, they Go need ahead. to
1: drink a
2: lot to revive from all the beer. They <laughs> drink the craft beer they drank the night before, Joel. Number four, the city that started it all, Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh,
0: this, only you know, number
2: four. Oh, this is, uh, yeah, that's
0: expensive. Quite dramatic, this list. This is.
2: See, I can see it's building. <laughs> and it is expensive. Seattle now, it's $2,100 a month for a one-bedroom apartment. Wow. Okay, number three on the list, San Francisco, California. It's the yep, most expensive yep. place to live compared to the rest. Okay, just guess. Around Now, you know, Seattle is $2,100 a month. This is pretty fun. So guess what a one-bedroom apartment in um, I can tell you, your 3, husband's, your husband's 3, in the real estate business.
1: Because <laughs> they like, oh, this is fun. Let's guess what the average rent is. Average price per square foot in San Francisco. Okay, let's go around the table. What is it? What Julie, is it you lame? guessed
2: 3000 Liz, you have a guess? Okay, yeah. I'm
1: going to uh, uh, 2900 $3,700. <gasps> right. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. all you can
2: afford is coffee
1: in San Francisco. There's no
2: food to be had. Number two, Vancouver, Washington. Oh, that's nice. Just outside of Portland with a reasonable eleven hundred dollar a month rent and the number one coffee city in America. Does anyone want to take a take a guess? I can tell you. you If
0: it's LA, if it's LA, I'm 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 done. I'm I'm leaving.
2: Okay. No. (laughs) Is it LA? No. I mean, why would you be done? What (laughs) Chicago I don't know. I don't know. I just Just thought Liam it fixed it and
1: picked no, it. To okay. It's what is Berkeley, it It's
2: Berkeley, California. Oh yeah. Yeah. The home of Pete's. Oh, yeah. Berkeley, right? California. Exactly, Liz. Coffee's mm-hmm. third wave. That's what they call Pete's Liz. The third
0: <laughs> really? And that's... what is the rent in Berkeley? Thirty be... one hundred dollars a month. Okay.
1: So yeah. there you oh. go. That's an expensive city. I will say
2: this, I'm sorry, that number eleven city was Pasadena, California. We did mm-hmm. not we did not make the top ten, but we have a lot of great coffee shops. Mm-hmm. Well, I found that
0: exciting. Well, frankly.
2: <laughs> coffee cities. <laughs> And the rent. Thank you, apartment guide. Thank you for sending us that story. We
0: appreciate well, it. Oh, you don't get that kind of reporting every day. No, nope, you good. don't. <laughs> Just, you know,
2: it's nice. It's a way to brag about your city. We're the number five coffee city in America. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right, Julie, maybe your hostility towards Los Angeles is because there's an important NFC or AFC, I don't know what they're in, the (laughs) NFC or the AFC, championship game next week where the Los Angeles Rams are going to be playing the New Orleans Saints. In the Dome. They're
0: they're coming to New Orleans land. Yes. So good luck with that. Okay. And yes, yes, you know I love the Saints. Uh, I lived in New Orleans for a long time. Lee and you lived with me when we lived in New yes, Orleans. Uh, yes, you know my second son was born there. My kids grew up there, and somehow over the years I became a Saints fan. And I am—I am I'm always been a Saints fan. I love them. You know, true blue, good years, bad years, and they're having an awesome year this year. And there is no stopping them, Liam. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> okay. I'm making a bet, okay? Oh, wow. All right. Uh, that, that the Saints are going to beat the Rams and they're going on to the Super Bowl. Okay. okay.
2: <laughs> I have been a Rams fan since last Saturday night. And <laughs> <laughs> so. And how
0: long have the Rams even been in Los Angeles? <laughs> Three seasons I mean, now. Three seasons oh, now. Oh, okay. Three seasons. You oh, know, yeah. You've got a long heritage with them. I, I yeah. know. Oh, okay. Well, Carry I on. will say this. I have
2: always, since the time I was little, thought they have the best helmets in the NFL. For sure. There is no yeah, doubt okay. about that, yes. that their headgear is the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I enjoy they have a very young coach. We got some local boys on the team from USC and from Cal. And it's a young team and it's a pretty dynamic team team and i enjoy that my problem is with the nfl not with the players or the team so yeah, this is right. what stops me from becoming a rabbit fan but i did enjoy watching that game last week and julie let's
0: do it like, like mayors of cities uh right okay so, okay, so I, if the saints win yeah you have to wear a twin sweater set with mardi gras <laughs> beads okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I and I'll promise to do the show with the terrible New Orleans accent next week. The whole week. The whole show I'm gonna do in a Cajun accent.
1: Oh, please God, no. <laughs> and then what happens if it goes the other way?
2: Oh, Julie, I want you to sit in your closet with uh with a headband on. I want you to wear like <laughs> hippie clothing in your closet. And then maybe I'm gonna okay. force you to wear that shirt inside out the whole time. <laughs> okay. Just just yeah, just to knock you off your game. Yeah. You have to get a scarf and wrap it around like your lady of the canyon and then
0: wear your shirt inside out. How does that sound? Okay. The bet is on. It's on, sister.
1: This is very high stakes. It is. It is. All I care about is that the Patriots lose. <laughs> That's the only thing I care about.
0: <laughs> That's, we can all agree on we that. We can all agree
1: on that, Liz. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, all right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer, for today's show. Thank you, Sergio. We always appreciate you coming in and making us sound great. We'd thank like... uh, And thanks for sharing, the sisters. If you enjoy the show, make sure you tell your satellite sister about it. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, that's the best way for us to grow. So that would be really
0: fun for you to do. <laughs> all right to-do list today Joel, what do you got on yours? My to-do list is to undo my to-do from last week mm-hmm. which was I was going to take my dog Oliver to Home Depot uh, to help to like socialize and sensitize him because he's overly enthusiastic when he meets other people. but this became a kind of a big discussion on our satellite sisters Facebook page and we heard from a number of listeners that uh, who have a lot of allergies to dogs and cats or have children with, uh, terrible allergies. And I rethought that. And I thought, I don't have to take my dog to Home Depot. I don't, you know, having allergies, being asthmatic, this is really, that's a, that's a rough, rough go. Um, I can teach my dog to, you know, be social and kind and calm somewhere else and not at Home Depot. So I didn't go.
1: Oh,
2: Julie, that's nice. You're a good person. Okay. Liz
0: <laughs> Even if I am a Saints fan.
1: <laughs> Liz, how about you? It's gonna be the week of Marie Kondo, Leon. Oh. I'm gonna going investigate what all this hubbub is about. Yeah. I mean, generally I know her deal, but I of course have never read the book. But now that it's like a TV show and everyone is talking about it, and people, everyone people are posting in the Facebook group that it is life changing, I'm I'm just gonna see for myself how life changing could it possibly be. Okay, good Rep- work. I'll report back on my findings next week, Liz. If she makes
2: you get rid of all your cords, that's Liz. it.
1: People know that I have a tendency to collect. Like power cords, there are just certain categories of things that do give me joy, right? Isn't that her question? Yes. Does it give you joy? Yes, my box full of power cords actually gives me joy, Marie Kondo. All right. This is Leanne. My to-do list
2: today is just to think good thoughts. I would like to see this L.A. teacher strike wrap up quickly. I'd like yeah. to get those teachers back into the classrooms, those kids back there, so they can have a happy, safe, productive school year uh, here in 2019. So I hope And the that, same
1: with the government shutdown. Right. Get those
2: people back to get work. Get those people back to work so as well. It uh, must Both must be very difficult. And yes. so I'm thinking good thoughts about that. All right, everybody, have a great week. You too, Leon. All right, you too, Leon. And don't forget, call your satellite system.